0: you're listening to the Womanpreneur Podcast. Empowerment in business and life. Welcome back to another episode of the Womanpreneur Podcast. My name is Melissa Moats, and I am here with my amazing friend, Amanda McEwen. I
1: love Hi. it. My name's
0: a song. Hi. Hi. Guess what we're going to talk about today?
1: Why don't you tell everybody?
0: what's holding you back? What is holding you back? Okay, go ahead.
1: Well, it's a very important question because I know a lot of people are being very reflective right now and they're trying to use some extra time they might have to figure out what they want to do, how they can make their, their dreams come true. I'm, I'm rhyming like you now. That's weird. Ooh. What's happening? <laughs> it's, it's like coming wow. through technology. Melissa <laughs> Moss is infecting me. <laughs> but, I like but, it. Yeah, these things happen sometimes, I guess. But a lot of times there's something in the way... And we're, we're just going to elaborate a bunch of different things that might be holding you back from doing the things that you want to do. So this this could get a little bit tough love. This could be a little yeah. bit, okay, you need to hear some harsh truths, because yep. a lot of the things holding you back is you.
0: Yep. Yeah, I would say more than 95% of of the things that are holding us back just sort of all happen upstairs in our minds and uh sometimes it's just important to be reminded of the narrative that we have going on inside of our head and how we have the ability to change it and sometimes just having a few of these topics pointed out to us will go aha I think that's me I think that's my thing so once you can identify it you can overcome it <laughs> We
1: believe in that's, you. That's <laughs> Melissa's version of yelling. It's still so friendly and has a, a, a nice tone to it. So you're getting yelled Thank at. You. but You feel good about it at the same
0: time. You've got this. OK, so I've got a list, Amanda McEwen, Are you shocked at this fact? I am not showing a shocked face right now. And okay. Because it's
1: you. So we did something on this one. You sent me a list, and I, each of your points on your list has I have a, a follow up or an add
0: on too. So. Ooh. <laughs> okay. You ready? Here comes number one. You don't know what makes you happy. When was the last time you just stopped and thought about what makes you happy, or if you look back in your life? The things that used to make you happy that somehow are now on the back burner. Why? Why is that? So maybe just take a few minutes to think to yourself, man, when I was my happiest, what was going on in my life? What did my life look like when I was the happiest? And draw from that. If you can't ever remember a time that you were ever happy, I'm sorry that that's the case. But you know what? I don't believe that's true. I think we've all had times that we've been happier. So, you know, think think about all that. Just just think about being happy. Sorry, I lost my <laughs> thought for a second. Well, well yeah. what is your well, add-on? Uh, well, let me talk to what you were
1: saying first. Yeah. I mean, because I think you, you need to evaluate sometimes because it's, it's pretty easy to think that this thing made me happy before. And so you keep chasing that one thing, but that one thing might not make you happy now. And so it's good to, to realize that we do change as we grow. Some of us don't, some things don't, but we are allowed to evolve in what we want. And sometimes something that made us happy in our 20s might not still do the same thing in your 30s or your 40s. And, and it's good to take stock and be honest with yourself about that is what is that happiness that you were chasing and do you know how to get it and in which my follow-up is that you don't know what you want so it's you don't know what makes you happy but you also have no idea what it is that you're chasing
0: absolutely
1: if you don't know what you want and you don't know what makes you happy Of course, that's going to hold you back because you don't even know what you're trying to do. You're just going through the motions of the day.
0: So it's like sit down and have a really tough conversation with yourself or, you know, some reflective time where you really keep it real. And you might not know how to, uh, you know, come to the decision of like what makes you happy and what doesn't make you happy. I would do a, a a pro and con list of life. Uh, that's I'm a listy kind of gal. It helps a lot. Um, maybe write down everything in your life that, you know, brings you joy from the smallest things to the biggest things. and then all the things in your life that you don't like or you you are very unhappy with, because sometimes the contrast is a really helpful tool to to work with. It's looking at all the things that, you don't like can really help you uh, identify with the things that you do like. So there's a healthy balance there. Make a don't like it list. Don't like it. Don't want it. Don't need it. <laughs>
1: Go that list I've always found very helpful because there are times when maybe it's not clear and I know I want something. I know I want to do something differently and I just haven't figured out what it is yet. But it's pretty easy for me to figure out what things I don't want. And so sometimes it is good to start with that, and that it kind of just helps
0: clarify what it is that you want to do. Yep, having having the understanding of the things you don't like can really bring clarity to the things that you do like. Absolutely. Shall we continue? Because I've got quite the lineup. This episode. <laughs> I have, I have a lineup here. Go, Next go one. For it. You have no goals. You have no goals. What? How can you not have any goals? You need to set down, sit down, sit down, not set, sit down and think about your goals. Um, What is wrong with me? I'm real silly right now. Amanda like McEwen, do you have any goals right now?
1: Probably. I
0: know. I, I'm, I'm I a person know. who doesn't
1: who doesn't do well when I'm put on the spot um I, I do i but not not uh not, you don't have to share but them but to, I was
0: just asking yeah. you like okay. if you have some <laughs> if you're working on some things I have some yeah. goals I have some things I'm working on and you know I think it's really healthy because it's it's a driving force it's it's uh it's like a theme you know it's like I have a theme in mind for the next month or the next few months of of things that I'm working on and I feel like I'm always like trying to improve myself, my work, my family. Like I'm always just trying to make everything um, next level, you know, the, you know, making things the best I can possibly make them. Because I think the the truth is, I learned this from Tony Robbins. Uh, Tony Robbins says, if you're not growing, you are dying. It's like you're stagnant. I was like, whew, that's a little harsh. You're not growing. You're dying. Really? There's no in between. But if you think about it, we are constantly in a state of evolution and everything is evolving. So you want to continue to grow. You want to continue to evolve. And goal setting is a really important part of growth is challenging yourself. It's it could be a goal could be, you know, to get out and go for a walk if you don't do that. You know, a goal could be um, completing (laughs) a Netflix marathon. (laughs) I don't know. But, you know, having goals is really important. What do you have to say to that? Having goals can or, or when
1: you when you have no goals, it can be problematic. But the other part is if you have goals, but those goals aren't clear. We need that clarity and the specificity uh, is the very important part of the goals. It it, It makes them easier to attain when they are more specific and you have an idea of how to do it. So if you're going for these walks because you're trying to lose weight, that's a very specific thing. I'm going to go for a walk every day versus the goal just being I need to lose weight. Like there's so many ways that you can do that. So you have to narrow it down to the specific ways that you can put into action that are going to help you get closer to that goal. But when it's just a vague general idea that it's, it, you, you can't really make progress with that because it, it, you need to, you need to, what's the word that I'm looking for? I, I go back to like where. In a lot of podcasts and a lot of courses and, and different things that you, they always say that you really need to niche down your audience. And so it's, it's kind of the same thing. Like, it's, it's great if you have this big goal that I, I, I want to develop an online course. Okay, well, what is it going to be? I don't know. I just want to do an online course. You're probably not going to make a whole lot of progress on that. Whereas if you have a specific topic and ideas of how the modules will break down, like all the different steps that go into it, now you have things that you can work on to get towards
0: that goal. But if if it's too big, you're probably going to get stuck not going anywhere. Absolutely. Specificity is where it's at. How great of a word is specificity? A good one, say it, Amanda <laughs> McEwen.
1: Word. Specificity,
0: does that feel good? I'm glad
1: I didn't stumble on that one because I do like that
0: word. Specificity, I like it, but yeah. So, having some goals is important. I think, I, I think all of us would agree that if you don't have a goal, you're just sort of going through the motions, and I think that that leads to feeling kind of lackluster, melancholy, just stagnant. Uh, and that's no fun. Um, Here's another one. <clears throat> I'm going to clear my throat so that I can really make it profound. All that yelling is getting to you. <laughs> you're afraid of failure. You are afraid to fail. Don't be afraid. You know what? Failing means you're doing. Failing means that You are putting yourself out there, you are trying things on for size, and you are learning and you are growing. And Amanda McEwen and I don't believe in failure. There's no such thing as failure because every time you quote unquote fail, all you did was you course corrected and you gained more insightful information that you can apply to your life. So it's winning. It's winning some great info. (laughs) i don't know
1: what do you got <laughs> there's there's a song lyric i like and she says there is no failure here sweetheart just when you quit so it's that's like good. and it, it, it of course it's a u2 lyric because that's that's what i know uh, <laughs> but it, it's it, it, it is it's that thing failure i know it's scary to fail but failure is how we learn and grow and you have to make mistakes in order to figure out how to do things better So it's that whole idea we talk about all the time is you take a failure and you learn from it. And that lesson that you've learned is the success in that situation. And that that leads me to my follow-up is another roadblock is that you're afraid of success and you self-sabotage yourself because it's one thing to be afraid to fail, but a lot of people get in their own way. And I I I think that they know they can do it, but then they're scared of what's going to happen if they do it. And that fear of succeeding, even though it's usually on the subconscious level, because most people are going to say like, oh, I really want to do this thing, but I'm afraid I'm going to do it too well and it's going to be good. And I just don't want to do that. It's very, very subconscious, but we will self-sabotage ourselves for a myriad of reasons. I don't know why, but there's just a lot of times when that happens where we get in our own way and stop ourselves from achieving the goals that we want.
0: Absolutely. I know. And I, I, gosh, I feel like there have definitely been times that I think like in my 20s, I had self-sabotaged certain things I was working on straight up out of fear. You know, it was just like, oh, also, I think it can be scary if if you do accomplish the thing you set out to do. um, Then it means it's time to set up a whole new set of challenges. And That can be kind of exhausting and scary. And it is okay, by the way, to take some breathers in between and be like, you know what? I'm going to bask in the moment. I'm going to bask in the glory of me, of that thing that I just achieved. Like, yeah, that was good. You can stay there for a little while, but then you just don't want to get stuck in that holding pattern. Um, Because idle, what do they say? Idle hands is the devil's workshop. Or an idle mind is the devil's workshop. I think that's a really, there's some good stuff in that saying. Just as far as like, you also can get yourself into, you know, trouble if you are not growing and being constructive and productive. So just a little side note. Just something to think about. Something to consider. Um, You're afraid of the unknown. (laughs) You're are afraid of the unknown. I don't know why I feel like shouting all this stuff today, but what do you <laughs> got? Do
1: you put on this pink shirt that says Melissa on it, and suddenly
0: you're <laughs> like a superhero version of yourself. And you have to yell at show everybody, at people. I'm going to show everybody my shirt. Hold on. I'm going to stand up.
1: <laughs> so for those who are listening, she's uh, showing off her pink love shirt. Is that a VW shirt?
0: Yes. My sister-in-law, okay. Danielle, had it custom made for me because she's amazing.
1: And uh, now she's my name on the back? again. Sorry for you listening. She's trying to show off a shirt that you can't hear, but it says Melissa in pink on the back. Can
0: you see and it? And she's also
1: wearing her pink headphones, so she is very pink, very Melissa-like, and now she's tangled up in her cords and is trying to get situated so she could speak again while I'm left floundering having to fill the space with my own words. You are Thanks, afraid
0: of the unknown. <laughs> Okay. So the unknown is just that. It's unknown. It's unknown for all of us. None of us know. None of us know. There's nothing to be afraid of. Except for you yelling at them. (laughs) That's a little scary. (laughs) Take it from me, the girl in all pink, when I tell you that all of us wake up every morning with the same unknowing (laughs) unknown. We just don't know. And I know that that is scary. And some people like definites. They like a sure thing. But really, there is no such thing as a sure thing. You just don't know what is going to happen moment to moment in your life. And that's what makes life so beautiful. That's what makes life so precious is we don't know when the last day is going to be that we are on this planet and in, in this experience and so that's why it's so precious and we should cherish it so much um we don't know i mean like look at the situation we're in right now being under quarantine or whatever stay home whatever we call this what do we call this even lockdown quarantine, I don't
1: know. lockdown stay at home orders
0: yeah There's i all i can say is is like we all woke up one day, we didn't see this coming. We didn't know this was going to happen until we did. But we're getting through it. We're all making the best that we can out of the situation. Um, But I think just knowing that the only thing that stays the same is that change is is always the same it's like that that's the only thing that's the same is that change is always going to happen change is always on the horizon and everything is temporary so um i don't know what do you have on that girl
1: my my follow-up with that is that you're going to get stuck if you won't accept that you can't control anything and you can't control everything and that's a big thing because a lot of us We do what we want to do the way that we want to do it. And we want to control everything. And if we can't control everything, we get really scared. But at some point, because you don't know what's out there, that unknown is always going to be there because you cannot control I really there. I guess there are some things you can control, but you can never control everything. And you have to have some kind of faith in yourself and your abilities. And knowing that you can overcome any situation that you're thrown and that might be hard to hear right now because people are very scared and very unsure because we just got hit with a massive unknown that was completely out of our control and it's causing people to spiral a little bit. But you know what we we get through things and sometimes we get thrown a curveball and we just need to do what we need to do to move forward and do the best that we can to stay positive and keep working towards something and not get defeated. Because if if we're putting it out there that we're only going to do the things that we have complete control of, then we really can't do anything because something can always happen. You, you just don't know. So we can't let that
0: stop us from going for what we want. And the more out of control you feel outwardly, the best thing you can do is turn inward and get quiet and trust yourself, trust your instincts, trust your heart. It will guide you. It knows. Don't be afraid. Um, You ready? I got another one. I'm
1: ready for this one. I know. You're not likable.
0: No one likes you! <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not not and not not no one. Just some. Um, are you a likable person? Good. Are you a a not likable person? Why? Why? Uh, do you like yourself? Does your dog like you? Um Likeability is a really important part of life. Not everyone's going to like you. Don't live your life based on what other people think and feel because you can't do that either. But I think being self-aware and doing your best to be a good person and having um, consideration for others, I think that's probably one of the things that makes people the most unlikable is I think when they're just not only just being a jerk, but I think people who tend to be a jerk are just very, very self-centered. They're people who don't think of others, they're not considerate um, they think the whole world revolves around them and um, I think that that's something to take a look at because people like to work with people they like. people like to spend time with people they like and, really likability is a really big part of life. So if you just want to be alone all the time with yourself and all of your <laughs> thoughts, and if, if you don't ever want to engage with anyone else, then fine. But it's not really the way life goes. So be nice. Think of others. <laughs> That's all I got.
1: My, my follow up with that is, is a big part of that that ties into likability is that you don't give back. Because no one is invested in a relationship that isn't reciprocal. And when you're doing business, you're doing business with other people. Even if you are self-employed and you don't have anybody else on your team and it's just you doing work, you're doing work for somebody. And so you are always always have some kind of relationship with the members on your team with your client with your vendors there's a number of different people that you have to work with and if you are the one who's always taking and you expect everybody else to help you and you're not willing to give anything back you're not going to move forward because people need some kind of balance there and sometimes we'll get to a point where they're like all i'm doing is doing this extra work and going the extra mile for this person time and time again and i'm getting nothing back they're not going to stay in that relationship you, you have to you have to give as much as you take for things to work out the way you want them to
0: yeah i think uh give and take healthy balance of being reciprocal is where it's at i'm totally with you there sister well said Man, you are a smart chick, Amanda McEwan. Did you hear that Velcro? That was my watch. Sorry, <laughs> it was my 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 watch got a little loose was bothering me. I had to tighten it up. Um, anyway, I, I just you think You can't comes, control everything, Melissa most. You can't control everything. And I'm okay with that. Like, I definitely surrender a lot to things. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to try to swim upstream. I'm not going to try to just go against the grain. I am going to go with the flow and surrender. And a lot of times that takes me to the next thing in my life that... Is like divine timing, right where I'm supposed to be. I really trust in that. But going back to likeability, people like to hang out with people they like. People like to work with people they like. Just be nice, you know. Just do your best. Be your best you, and um, be nice serve. and
1: be human. And remember that you, whatever you feel, other people feel that too. So put yourself in somebody else's shoes before you're quick to judge and get upset about it because that that goes back to kind of the the being selfish and not giving back is just not putting yourself in somebody else's situation to understand where they're coming from. If you don't do that and you only are willing to see things through your own lens, your own perspective, people aren't going to like you that much because you're not relatable at that point.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's I really... I always do my best. I always want to like everybody. like that's like a personal mission for me. It's like I always want to find the best in everyone. I always say, okay, Melissa, this person is rubbing you wrong. okay. We could focus on that, but we could also focus on the things we really like about this person and let's dig deep and let's see what we can find that we really like. and let's 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 dig into that and look at that, you know, so, um, I think probably the two things that drive me the craziest about people that I I dislike the most, I think, are when when people are not thinking of other people's not having consideration for other people, you know, not having not being in touch with their uh, EQ, their, you know, their emotions and, and how they're speaking to other people. And they're just not being sensitive to other people around them. They have no filter. I just think that that really comes off for me is like a big like, ugh. Uh, The other thing that gets on my nerves a lot is when people are like hardcore know-it-alls. Like they just, they have to know, they know everything and they know that too, you know. And it's just like calm down. Just calm down. I know you're smart that's great that you've got a good brain in there, but just take it down a few notches. Like those are probably my two things that, um, and, and also when people are super judgmental, you know, of others, I think that that, that is like, oh, makes me feel a little icky. So I think if, you know, if you are struggling with liking or disliking someone, do dig deep and try to look for the things that are the most likable about a person and hopefully you can find some, some good in there. I don't know. Did I tangent? I don't know. Was that, was that tying into what we were talking about? I think it was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it leads well into the next, your
0: next point. Next point. Your attitude stinks. Your attitude is stinky. (laughs) (laughs)
1: P.U. Nobody wants a stinky attitude.
0: (laughs) No. Nobody likes a stinker. You know what? I learned that actually from my niece when she was like five years old. She was like, hey, Melissa, nobody likes a stinker. And I was like, good work. True story. Nobody likes a stinker. And to me, a stinker is a person with a stinky attitude. So what do you have to say about that, Amanda (laughs) McEwen?
1: Well, when you have a bad attitude, there's there's a couple of different things, and it's one if all you do is complain and you whine, that that those are the types of people who exhaust me, and I don't keep in my life whether it's business, personal life, whatever. I can't deal with the constant negativity because everything isn't that bad all the time. Yes, bad things happen. That it's valid to feel that bad things happen sometimes, and you can react negatively to those a little bit, but don't, it, it, it also ties into what we say all the time is, and and this is a big roadblock that could happen to a lot of people when you look for excuses instead of solutions, because all of that negativity, if you're focusing all of your energy on what's not working, what's going wrong, what makes you unhappy, why everything is terrible in the world, you're just attracting more of that. And I'm not saying that you need to subscribe to the ideas of the secret and manifestation and all of that, although I do think there's a lot to do with it, but it there is that definite sense that what you put out there is what you get back. And if you're complaining, A, if you're complaining about other people all the time and not doing what Melissa does and find the good in them, that's gonna what how, why are people gonna think positively about you? And it's again, like the role reversal and put yourself in somebody else's shoes. And if you are the one that's just constantly saying, I can't do that, I can't, this is why, and you have an excuse against any suggestion that's offered to you of how you can do things that will help you reach your goals, but all you want to do is, is shut them down. How are you supposed to make any progress? And there's a lot of people that just have that bad attitude and it's no wonder that things don't work out.
0: Yep. I just think that uh, we bring about what we think about. It's as simple as that. And if you think negatively and you are a complainer and you think that everything sucks, then everything will suck. But if you start to think, you know what, things aren't so bad, I think that's a step in the right direction. And, um, sometimes people accuse me of being too happy or, uh, you know, everything going my way. Melissa Moats is so lucky. I'm not lucky. I am just, um, I'm very mindful and I'm very aware of what I say, what I think about, and I really protect my, I protect what I feed my mind just as much as I protect and I'm protective of what I feed my body. And what you feed your mind and what you feed your body feeds your soul. And if you're putting a bunch of good stuff into your mind and you're putting a bunch of good stuff into your body, you can't help but have a good attitude. Um, And then I think, too, that it's like if you're looking at everything in your life from a place of lack, like, I don't have enough or everybody else is so much luckier and happier than me then you're seeing things through the lack filter. But if you look at everything with more gratitude and you're operating from a place of abundance, it's pretty surprising about what will show up. Just more goodness will show up if you notice the good. Um, but you're in charge of your uh, attitude. It's totally up to you. So um, and that ties in with likability. So if you've got a bad attitude all the time, or you complain all the time, or everything's always a, you know, sad story, um, it's just, it's not gonna, it's not gonna help you get where you want to go. Um, so just take a look at that. Keep it real with yourself. That's all I got. Do you want me to move on? I got a couple more. You're unwilling to do whatever it takes. I repeat, you are unwilling to do whatever it takes. It goes back to one of my favorite things that Amanda McEwen says, and is, Have you done everything that you could possibly do? That is such a good question that you ask. Or have, when you ask yourself, have I done everything that I could possibly do when you are working on something or applying yourself to something? What an awesome question to ask. You've got to be willing to put in the work. You've got to be willing to, I don't care what it has to do with, Have it has to do with your work life, uh, goals you're wanting to accomplish that are personal or career-based, you've really got to be willing to do Whatever it takes. Your your reason for doing something has to be so much more um screaming yes than your excuses. So what do you got for that, Amanda McEwen? <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, you you have to. If you really want it, and it to me it's pretty straightforward. You're willing if if it's something, if it's that important to you, because you make the time for what's important to you, whether it's a goal a job a person if it's really important you make the time to make it work and my my follow-up to being unwilling to do whatever it takes is that you're not willing to sacrifice whether that's time that's money that's social outings when we're allowed to have social outings again there's a lot of people who will get very selfish and you're not, you're like, oh, well, I don't, I just don't have time to do that. Or I don't have the money to do that. Or, well, I mean, I really want to go to this show or I want to go hang out here. I want to go out to eat. So I don't, I'm not going to have time to do the thing that I really want to do. And if you really want to do the thing, maybe you don't always go to that social outing. Maybe sometimes you spend your time working towards the thing that you say that you want so badly but so many times i hear people with these grand ideas and these goals and there's all these things they want to do and they never make the time and it's because it is a sacrifice because you always have to give something up in order to give something to gain something and so you really have to weigh your priorities and figure out what are you willing to sacrifice in order to achieve that goal. And sometimes it's a short-term sacrifice. You might have to give up a lot of time for a few months or something like that so you can really focus. And once you have this thing going, whether maybe it's your new business, you have to dedicate a lot of time in the beginning. But then as you get all those things done, your time will free up later and then you can go hang out with your friends. And you have to find a balance between all of those because you can't just work 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 and you can't just play all the time either there has to be some kind of balance but you have to be very truthful with yourself and and figure out do you want it enough that you're willing to sacrifice something to get it
0: yeah and just to add to what you said deferred gratification i know we've talked about that before on our podcast which is you know you create the time you, you might be sacrificing some fun to really get serious and super focused and create some extra time for yourself to apply to a goal. But in the long run, the deferred gratification is you. You're gonna be you're you're gonna be so proud of what you accomplished and what you created, and the reward will end up being so great for you. Just the pure satisfaction of succeeding at something that was really, really important to you. So, um, another thing to talk about regarding um, being unwilling to to put in the time is you know what. Sometimes you just have to be honest enough to your, with yourself to say, nope, I don't want to do that. Well, then I guess it wasn't something that was that important to you after all, you know, or nope, I don't want to make time for that person. Maybe that person isn't, you know, a major priority in your life and you have to look at that or, you know what, nope. I'm not willing to do this or to do, to do that. Nope, I'm not willing to get up and exercise. Um, maybe weight loss really isn't that big of a, a thing for you or your overall health and fitness goals. Maybe you are just fine with where you're at, you know, whatever the case may be. That's okay, you know, but I think being able to say out loud, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. There's power in that and you should just own it and say, nope, don't want to. Instead of I can't, I won't.
1: Well, it it makes me think back to like my teenage years because my brother and I think I was 13 when my brother and I got our first guitar and we pretty much taught ourselves how to play and it was a lot of fun and that, that carried on. We was just kind of figuring stuff out and doing it on our own. And then when I got into high school, I think my freshman year, I'd taken a guitar class And that was a lot of fun, too. And then what happened is I knew a lot of people who played guitar and they wanted to be in bands and I never wanted to be in a band. And the people who like they were so passionate about it, they would spend hours a day practicing and learning and and just getting better. And I realized I don't have any passion for this. It's just something I'm doing. It's fun and I like it but I don't want to be a musician. I don't want to be in a band. It was just, it's just something that's fun to do. And so I, I pretty much let it go because it, I just knew that I didn't have that same level of attachment to it. And I was watching like my, my close friends that, that would, they would sacrifice all of their free time to practice and get better at the guitar because they wanted to be in a band they wanted to be professional musicians and really go somewhere with that and i just realized like i i don't have that drive and if that's what it takes to i don't know like this is just a hobby for me it's just something that's fun and and it was it was good to have that distinction early on because i've looked for that as my life has has gotten longer and it keeps getting longer and it's just you know do i really have the passion for this thing or is it just something that's fun to do for a little while? And sometimes making that distinction is pretty important.
0: Heck yeah, girl. I second that. Um, Which ties right into, you have too many interests. You have too many interests. Well, way to be so cultured. <laughs> way to be so eclectic. You know what? Says the woman
1: who wants to do all the things.
0: I was just going to say, I'm such a hypocrite. (laughs) Do all the things. No, I want to do all the things, but I also have learned that I can't do them all at one time. I want to do all the things, but the way you do all the things is by doing them one at a time. Probably my biggest uh, learning thing in the last my my personal growth for business and life in the last year or so has been being more focused on things. When I sit down and I'm hyper-focused on one thing that I'm working on, I just can move mountains. I can get so much accomplished. And I feel like I I create better work when I'm not trying to bounce around and do a little bit of work on this and a little on that and a little on this. I I don't like to be uh, fragmented and um, give my best. It's just not possible. So that's a big takeaway for me is do all the things, just do them one thing at a time. What do you have for that, Amanda McEwen? The add-on
1: for that is that you're disorganized because it's fine if you have a lot of interests and you want to do a lot of things, but you have to be organized in that and following up on what you said, it's important to do one thing at a time because when you're too scattered and you don't have that organization of being able to really focus on a thing, because if if you're just jumping from thing to thing, and, and it's really easy to do that, especially in your head, You have one idea over here and then one jumps over here and you've got another one over here. And then there's so many thoughts, but then you're not actually doing anything. And the doing, the doing part (laughs) is the way that you get things done. You actually have to do it. And Mm -hmm. so some level of organization and prioritizing those interests. So maybe saying, okay, I need to put the guitar lessons on the back burner and I need to focus on building my website or whatever it is that you need to do. It's getting a clear picture of all of the things and then starting with one. And really, I, I think it's important to to do one thing because then you, you feel that feeling of success and like accomplishment. And okay, I, I did this one thing. And then you're more mo- motivated to do the next thing. But when there's just too many and all those interests are just floating around in your head... A lot of times people just get stuck and they don't do anything at all.
0: Yeah, I think when you have too many things on your plate, it can be like you can experience total overwhelm. And the other thing that goes with when you complete an item or a thing that you're focusing on, it's also very confidence building. You know, it's like you feel so much more confident to say like, wow. I just accomplished that. I did that myself. And now I know I can do this next thing. You really can build more belief in yourself. Um, There was something else I wanted to say about doing too many things. I just don't think you can do your very, very best if you are um, not digging deep with focus and time and energy and brain power. on something. So that was just the other thought I had. Somebody's calling me right now. Because if
1: you're getting scattered, I think you're getting scattered, then it's just it's just what you said. You can't give all you can't give your best to everything and everyone at the same time. There's only so much of you to go around. There's only so much of, of you, your energy, your time, your abilities and if you're trying to give a little bit to everybody, you're not really giving the full effort to one thing. And so all of those little things, you're probably not doing as well as you should. Whereas if you take one specific thing and focus all of that onto that one thing man you can do really great at that thing and then it's done and then you can focus all that energy onto the next thing and then you're having a series of successes instead of a whole bunch of things that aren't getting done
0: yeah i had to really keep it real with myself especially with business related things that i was wanting to work on like from you know re- redoing our website for the studio to, you know, a lot of other tasks that were important to me and <clears throat> I prioritized them. That's what I was looking for earlier and I got slightly sidetracked cuz I I lost my thought and it was um if you want to do all the things write down all the things and then look at them and figure out for me seeing them visually Number one, it helps me lay out things in a certain order that makes sense as far as an approach is concerned. And then also prioritizing what's the most important thing right now. And then doing it in reverse, you know, doing, you know, guitar lessons is important to you. Cool. That, that's, that can be a big part of what you want to work on, but it's not the number one thing right now. So you're going to put that at the back of the list, you know, and you're going to look at the stuff that's, that's going to really help you. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about on that? I got the last one, got a big one. Ready? You are a perfectionist. You are a perfectionist. Perfection. Is that a thing? Perfection is boring. There is no such thing as perfection. And uh, what do you got on that, Amanda McEwen? <laughs> that was it, Helen. Huh? You just wanted to say the word? I yeah, I, I, yeah, go ahead. I got a lot of thoughts. I think
1: but... it's good. I, th- I think it's good to strive for perfection, but also accepting that it's not a real thing nothing is perfect. No one is perfect. You can't be perfect. The best that you can do is the best that you can do. And so many people get wrapped up in that. And I'll, I'll put myself in that group very often. I want everything to be the best that it can. And I get pretty frustrated when it's not. And I understand that everything can't be perfect, but there are times when, especially when you're working with other people, and somebody else does things differently than I would have. And I know that things could have been better. And that's really difficult for me sometimes. But I, I also don't want to do everything myself. But there, you get to that level. And it's just that my, my bar is pretty high. My expectations are pretty high. Those expectations are exclusive to me, though. So it's yeah. not that I expect everybody else to put the same level of effort and care into things that they don't care about as much as I do. It doesn't work that way, but just understand like, there are some people that get stuck and they just say it either needs to be perfect or I'm not going to do it at all. And so that's why they don't get things done is again, you're holding yourself back because you're only willing to do it. If it can be perfect, you're waiting for the perfect situation, the perfect circumstances, the last perfect time. You just keep putting things off until you're waiting for something to to change instead of just saying, you know what, this is the situation as it is now. So I'm going to do what I can with these circumstances and I'm going to move forward. And if it's not perfect, yeah, so be it. So I'll I'll do the best that I can and at least I'm doing something.
0: Perfect can be such a roadblock. It can be it can be such an excuse. And um you just described that perfectly. <laughs> um I know, right? I was just going to say definitely nothing wrong with having high high standards for yourself, you know, high expectations, um, holding yourself to a high standard, uh, striving to to be your best, striving to do better than you did before. Um, I always hope that every day when I wake up, I'm a better version of myself today than I was yesterday, because today I have more information today than I had yesterday, you know, and I wanna, I wanna. I'm striving for progress, um, and that's. I think progress over perfection. I think if if every day you're making just a little bit more progress, um, you're you're elevating. You know, you're you're becoming a better version. You're, you know, um, one of the things I love to say to my students is like regarding voice acting. Uh, practice, practice, practice. And I don't say practice makes per- perfect. I say practice makes progress. And that's what we're hoping for. So applying yourself to anything you're doing in life and really giving it your all, knowing that you gave your best, is going to create progress. And that's all we can ever hope for. My my last follow-up, uh,
1: kind of an add-on to perfectionism, and what's holding you back is you're afraid to put yourself out there. You're so worried about what other people might think that you're not putting yourself out there. You're you're not taking the steps and you're finding all these excuses to not do something because you're afraid that if you do it and you put it out in the world and people know that you're doing it or they know that you've done it and they see it they might judge you for it. They might not like it. They might criticize you. All those things are very valid fears. They're very human fears, but we can't let those fears stop us from doing what we want to do. Because like we've said on here a number of times, there's always going to be somebody who absolutely loves what you do. There's always going to be somebody who hates what you do. You can't make everybody happy. And if you're trying to live your own life for other people's approval, you're completely neglecting yourself and what you want and what's going to make you happy. And we could probably go all the way back through our list and list out everything. And the one thing is if you're afraid to put yourself out there, you're never going to get out there and get your things done because no, nothing can be perfect and nothing is ever going to be loved
0: by everybody. Right. The most important thing is that it's loved by you and that you are loved by you Um, at the end of at the end of each day when you get into bed and you think about your day, at the end of the week, you think about your week, whatever the case may be, look back on it and have a sense of pride, have a sense of, um, you know, feeling of, of accomplishment because you're doing things for yourself. You're crafting your best life um, because you're you're doing it on your own terms. You're 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 a creator. Don't forget that you're a creator and you can create things for yourself the way that you want them to be to live your best life.
1: If you're proud of what you've done, that's all that really matters. If you know that you did a good job and that you're proud of the business that you built, of the products that you created, of the services you offer, that's what really matters. It doesn't matter what everybody else thinks because they're, they're not you. They don't have to work with you if they don't want to. There, there's so many reasons And yes, it's always disheartening when you put all this time and energy into doing something and then you get a bad review or somebody criticizes you on social, but that's all about them. And we've talked about that before, but other people's insecurity is their problem. It's not yours. So do what you need to do for you. Be proud of what you do. Put in the work and and don't be afraid to put yourself out there. I know it's scary. I don't like to do it either. This is something I've struggled with my whole life because I don't like to be to to be out there. I, I'm happier being mysterious behind the scenes, Amanda, than to be out in front of a camera talking about feelings and, and stuff. But you know what? Hey, that's what that's what we're doing because it's important to us and we like what we're doing. And th- so that's what we're not gonna worry that somebody else might not. Because then all that does is it stifles our own beings, our own happiness. And there's really no reason to
0: do that. Absolutely. Well, I feel like um, as we kind of wind down today, this whole episode was what's in your way? What's in your way? And the things that we shared today are really common um, roadblocks, if you would, or things that get in a lot of people's way. And we just wanted to have a nice conversation about it and just some food for thought, get you thinking about it. You know, what, what gets in your way? Was there something that gets in your way that occurred to you that we didn't cover today? You know, drop us a line on social. We'd love to hear about it. Um, We'd love to have a further conversation about it and see how, how we can, you know, shed some, (laughs) some, some light on it or some fun or some profound thoughts or, you know, whatever we can do that, that will help, you know, lift you up. But the idea here is, if you got a roadblock, let's let's just turn it into a little baby speed bump. You know, let's let's keep moving forward because every day that's the goal is to just keep moving forward and not get stuck and not be in a holding pattern, not feel like there's anything that is blocking us from living our best life. So that's all I got today. How about you, Amanda McEwen? Just keep moving forward. Do what you
1: need to do. Put in the work. All all the stuff that we always say. But be honest with yourself. And and we're asking you what's holding you back. Maybe some of the things we've talked about today
0: are on your list. I have an 80s song to to sign off with. (laughs) Uh, Of course you do. Ain't nothing gonna break my stride. Ain't nothing gonna slow me down. Oh no. I've got to keep on moving. Ain't nothing gonna break up my stride. I forget the rest of the words. Oh no! Oh no! Got to keep on moving. I was fading out.
1: I. I what I love is you always tell us when you're fading out, as, as if we haven't figured that out. If, <laughs> now she's hiding behind her screen. <laughs> God, it's
0: so funny. I Man, hurt you, on McKeown. you Amanda don't watch McKeown. these
1: videos, you're, you're kind of missing out on a lot, but we are glad that you're listening in, in, anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. We wish you a beautiful day. Make some progress today. We know you can. Thanks for tuning in to the Woman for Newer podcast. Until next time, you've got this.